What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Jurassic Pod. It's your boy, Drop. It's your boy, Evie. And it's the weekly wrap-up. Uh, we finally got job back. Four weeks of me just, you know, uh, one-off in it and shit like that or whatever. But it's nice to nice to have a partner and firing back your shit, you know? What happened? So thank you. Thank you. Appreciate it. It's been a minute, yeah. Where you want to take it? What have you been? Uh, how you been? Uh, I guess digesting the NBA since you've been back. Um, watched a couple games here and there. Um, watched a Raps game. Um, I watched a little bit of the, the Philly game, which was two nights ago. Uh, I didn't get to watch the Utah game, but um, yeah, I've been watching a couple. A little bit of basketball, unfortunately, when I was on that VK. Didn't really get the chance to watch ball as much because of the time difference. But since I've been back, I've been been tuning in a little bit. Um, uh, it's not some of the games has been been mad uh, interesting. Like, like they're very entertaining, and some teams so far have been a little bit surprising. Yeah, I didn't even know, but Minnesota is the number one. Yeah, I was literally about to say that. Yeah, like I haven't checked this. Line. <laughs> like I haven't checked it in like two weeks as well. And I was just like, "What the fuck? They're number one." Like I was doing my All Star voting yesterday, and I was trying to pick between um, I know this sounds fucking crazy as hell, but between Luca and Anthony Edwards, and I was just like, I just I asked her, I'm like, "Yo, what are the standings and shit like that?" I think Dallas was in like six. We can do the standings after this if you want, yeah. and um. But like when I uh, when I saw Minnesota at one, I was just like, yo, what the fuck? And I'm just like, yo, honestly, that Anthony Edwards deserves that spot. The fuck, they've been they've been balling their asses off that. But um, yeah, no, a thousand percent. Did you do the All Star voting yet? No, I didn't get to that. I did it first time yesterday. It's the first time I did it in years. I'm not gonna lie, but I was just like, you know, honestly, like I wanna because like I know certain players don't get the votes and shit like that, so I just want to do my part and shit. Because I'm just like, I feel like if you've been doing well, you should be rewarded for it. So, like, I always pick, like, one player out of the conference that, like, regardless of the standings, like, I want to see them in there. And then everybody else is like, nah, like, if you if your team's doing well and you're, like, the main contributor for that factor, then, like, yeah, I'm voting that shit. And I'm just going to, I'm going to do it until I'll start great. Like, I'm actually going to stick to it. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, Anthony Edwards is, he's been playing really good. He's a solid player. I don't know if I'm going to vote him over Luca. I'm not going to lie, but. He's still a really good player. I'm doing it based on like what you've been doing, doing for me lately type shit. Like I'm not basing it on like the the player that they are. Like Luca is obviously all star MVP caliber player. I'm just saying like your team isn't reflecting that. Like you know what I mean. But but they're like top eight. Like they're I think they're six, right? So like it's not like they're they're bums. But Shy has been amazing this year, and like he honestly deserves a spot. So it was like there was only there's only two guard spots for the starting lineup. I'm not saying I don't want him on the all star team. I'm just saying. Shy is having a fucking year. So, like, I'm just he's, – he's, he's doing exactly what he was doing last year. Like, he hasn't had a drop-off. In fact, he's gotten better. Um, This team is doing pretty well. So, like, it was just a no-brainer for me. Like, uh, the Golden State Warriors are in 10th place, although Steph Curry is having a great year. Like, the Golden State Warriors are in. So, I'm like, okay, well, he's not there for that candidacy for me. So, I was like, yeah, you know, Anthony Edwards. <laughs> like, I have, like, one hip- – I always have like not hypocrisy. I always have one vote that is just like I want to see there. Like in the East, like I have Scotty Barnes. 
um, as one of my picks, right? Um, in the in the West, I have Kawhi and Paul George. Obviously, Jokic is there. Um, I think my Eastern one was um, fuck, who was it? I forgot the guard. It was like two. I picked uh, Tyrese Halliburton. Yeah, he's been putting in work. Yeah, like I picked him because it's just like honestly, like he deserves. It. I know the Pacers aren't doing the greatest, but the East is a mess when it comes to just like picking a guard. Um, I forgot who the other guard was, which is pretty bad. But um, yeah, I th- I had Joel and Giannis and Scotty as my forwards. So um, in the West, I had um Shy, obviously Anthony Edwards, Kawhi, Paul George, and uh, Jokic. Solid. Yeah. Paul George was my like I just want to see him in there. But his team is going pretty good too. So like they've won like what ten plus games in a row, I think now. So Yeah, the chemistry's building right now. It is we're seeing it in action just building and they've kind of like figured it out basically. A thousand percent. And I think that starts with Russell. Like people keep critiquing that nigga or whatever, but he knew it's just like you got two of the same type of guard. Um, and yeah. both let me just come off the bench. Like, and then when it's your decision, it means way more than when the coach is just being a fucking idiot. Like, you know what yeah. I mean? <laughs> it, it matters, yeah, it matters how it's done. Like, and I think that's lost on a lot of fucking people. Like, how the Lakers did him was insane. Like, you know what I mean? Like, he was the reason why they even, like, he was, like, a bulk of the reason why they even made it to the playoffs last year. And it's like he got punished for it. And, <laughs> and then... And then this season, he just saw, like, okay, all of us on this one, like, we're all all-stars, like, at, either at some point in our careers or even now if, like, we, we, you know, we're, like, on our own team. So it just – there had to be space for Russell to do his thing and James Harden to do his thing, and I think they made – I think Russell made the right decision. Um, for Obviously because of the success. Like, prior to, like, before it, I got a little irritated. I'm like, why are you doing this? But then it worked, right? So, was, you know, can't say nothing about it. But it worked. Yeah, not really, honestly. I just, I would hate to see those four. Like, those four are, like, I have nothing bad to say about them. Like, you know what I mean? I know a lot of people may have something, you know, I want to say about James Harden, but it's, like, he's walked out of every burning house. Like, you know what I mean? Like, on time. Like, he left the Rockets. Rockets went to shit. He left the Nets. Nets went to shit the next year. He left the uh, the Sixers, but that was personal. Like, that was a completely different reason. Yeah. And I think I think he's like for the caliber player he is and for the decisions that he's made, he's not an idiot. So if he really needed to go, like if he really needed to go, then you know, I'm glad it worked out for him that way. Okay. I don't know. If you had to pick all stars, who's your all stars? In the East, it would probably be Giannis. Um, it's not an order, but it's Giannis, um, Embiid, um, Damian Lillard, um, and then I'd go with you got maybe like you huh? got a go forward spot. Yeah, oh, so like, uh, okay, yes, I see. Like it'd be like it'd be like Giannis is power forward, Embiid is center. Um, Jason Tatum as small forward, mm. Damon Lillard as point guard, and Donovan Mitchell as shooting guard. 
Fair enough. Fair enough. In the West? West, I'm going with Jokic as center. Um, it's tougher in the West. I'm not gonna... <laughs> yeah. Jokic is center. Um, going with Shy as point guard. Quiet mm. as a power forward. Mm. KD as small forward. Ew. And shooting guard, I would do like. I'd force it, but I'd probably choose like Steph. Yes. Yeah. I, I, think, I think the Phoenix Suns and the um, Golden State Warriors have been in, underachieving, like insanely considering their best players. But um, I know both teams have been dealing with some bullshit throughout this entire season. So you can, like, I'll cut them that slack. But um, yeah, man, I don't know. I forgot, like, um, Fuck! I wish I remembered who I put. Maybe I could check, but like I like I just don't remember who I put out. It's one of my guards for the um, the Eastern Conference. But yeah, like I I don't know. Like I hope the I hope All Star Weekend goes pretty well too. Like I just want to see like the right players rewarded for that shit. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, they but, they do. The great players do need to get rewarded for it. I'm not gonna lie. But like the the players I chose is strictly off of talent. Like those guys are extremely talented, and I know if they were in the All Star, like they're putting up numbers, or they're gonna do something ridiculous. Yeah, but I always feel like you know the reserves have like that covered, like because like sometimes the coaches kind of be fucking up, like you know what I mean, and like the coaches in the press and shit like that because they got favorites. So it's just like if the fans get the well deserved, like if the individual fan bases vote their guys in. Like, I, I picked Scotty Barnes over Jason Tatum, right? And obviously Jason Tatum and the Boston Celtics having a good season. You know? yeah. <laughs> but, like, it's that's just, like, sometimes you got to pick your guys in because, like, they need to see the votes out there for them niggas and shit like that, too. So you're saying Scotty Barnes is a starter or, like, just in general on the team? A starter. I need, like, listen. Yeah, Scotty, I don't know about that one, but, like, he's good. He's good. He's good. He's good. That, no, he's been having a great year. Bro, like he's he's putting up numbers that like some all stars aren't. Like you know what I mean. So it's like I I want to see that rewarded, and on top of that, like more incentive for him to like be better and greater and shit like that to be around an environment like that. Like you need like if for the Raptors, like you, that'll benefit us so greatly. Like I don't know the t- like you know you never know the type of impact that'll have on him and shit like that. But I can't imagine it being negative, right? So yeah, yeah, it'll do good in the franchise too. It'll bring a lot of more light to the Raptors as a whole franchise, even though there's been, like, a light um, and more, like, spotlight on the team ever since the championship in 2019, it would just bring more recognition to the Raptors as a whole. And, like, that would open up a lot of doors considering the fact that, like, oncoming years, um, a lot of teams would build interest and be like, you know what, like this guy is a franchise player, all star starting on the team. Um, and they'd want to start like building around like a Raptors franchise. You know, yeah, like, like, like you know, 
future general managers anyway. <laughs> like Masai. I don't I'm not saying I don't want Masai to have that job, but there's a lot there's a lot of gold here and I feel like it's being wasted and squandered and value will eventually drop if things are not accurate. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, man. Like we just we need the we kind of need the eyes on us for a little bit, just so like players, like not players, sorry, um, teams can gain more interest. Man, Pascal Siakam made the All Star team last year through an injury, some injury shit or whatever, and you know, I, I like the that I, I guess the Raptors front office and like a lot of other guys, I guess on the team and shit like that felt like the need for keeping him was a little higher. I don't know if that was the reason. I'm just speculating, but I. I feel like Scotty's that guy. Like I feel like Scotty's becoming that guy. Like the Utah game, like this nigga had thirty two and fourteen. Yeah, he's been putting up like nice numbers like this throughout the season. Yeah. So I, I hope the NBA recognizes that and just appreciates appreciates him for it because That's yeah. Not the NBA, it's fans, the media and the fucking players and shit like that. Like we like it's them. Like it's done. Like and on top of that, like Scotty's been doing the work and shit like that. That's why I kind of just want to see him in that. And on top of that, I, just, I don't know Siakam. <laughs> Siakam, I don't feel like would thrive in that environment. He didn't really last year. Um, there's certain players like I remember when Chris Bosh made the All Star team. Like it's it's. I, I remember like being a little worried about him because like of the way he plays and shit like that. It's not like as like. It's not like as sexy as like other players play and shit like that. You know what I mean? Like where you want to see that on an All Star game, but Chris Bosh held his own. I feel like Scotty Barnes is like the closest type of star we've seen to Chris Bosh in the sense of talent. Like Chris Bosh ended up being like the number one power forward, yeah, in, in the league. Like prior to him leaving and shit like that, it kind of deteriorated a little bit because of his role for Miami. But like nobody was seeing him. That yeah. nigga was. And like I think Scotty Barnes is on that trajectory where he could possibly be one of those guys where he's a he's a top player in the NBA, considering his frame, body type, his skill set, what he's already achieving now. Um, and like he bounced back from a really tough sophomore year, which is a, hard for a lot of players. Like we had Andrea Bargnani, who looked like a fucking superstar that first year, and second year, that second year killed him, and we never saw the same shit again. So we were lucky to have like him bounce back from a year like that because we've seen when, what happens when you don't. Like you know what I mean. So usually, it's like for an all star, it's always like the first option that goes, and the first option is gonna be Siakam. So our first be- option, I, I I don't know if Siakam's are like I I have I have I like the more games that I watch, like I. I think it's because we just go to him, but like our our best option is Scotty. No, I, I I like Scotty more than Siakam. Don't get me wrong, I do. But like the way the NBA is, like they're gonna say they're gonna consider it being Pascal Siakam is the first option. Mm-hmm. I just want to see their averages real fast. Oh, it's probably hella close. If anything, I swear Scotty's probably been doing better as of recently. Oh, it's not gonna tell me all that shit. Ooh. Oh shit! I got so excited for a second. I was like, "Yo, say a word." It's at thirty-one points, but like that's definitely not it right now. All right, I'm gonna look for that, and I'll have that by the end of the show. But um, no, right now, Pascal Siakam's averaging twenty-one. Oh, thanks. And, and Scotty Barnes is averaging twenty. So it's like, like I said, like it's it's hella fucking close. 
I just really fucking close. <laughs> I would like off, like off game, not yada yada. But the more impressive stat lines that I've seen this season has come out of Scotty. Oh, so, sure. Yeah, I hope that shift happens soon. I hope it. I want. I keep biting my tongue sometimes when we talk about this shit, but like a trade happens soon with Pascal, but we'll see. We'll see. Low key, like even the fans, Toronto Raptors fans, like a lot of them have been like anticipating a trade with Siakam, you know, for like a, a another big role or even possibly a superstar. Yeah, anybody, anybody I talk to, like anytime I bring up Pascal Siakam, like it's all they they always have the sense of confusion about how the Raptors view Pascal. But anytime I bring up Scotty Barnes, it's always like, yeah, he's gonna be this. He's already this. Blah, blah. like. There's much more excitement, and like, uh, they're much more secure about like how they feel about Scotty Barnes than they do Pascal Siakam, which I don't think is unnecessarily is necessarily fair to Pascal considering what he's done with this franchise. He's won a championship with us. He's been like our guy for a few years now or whatever, but it hasn't resulted in much. And I think that's where a lot of fans right now stand when it comes to him because it's like we're. We've technically built around Siakam, and it hasn't worked. Yeah. I feel like maybe if we build around Scotty, and like, and we'll have more to, we'll have more that we can do with a trade with Pascal because we can bring in some more pieces that make sense. Maybe picks, maybe an, like another star. Like you know what I mean? But um, we'll have to wait and see. It's like if we lose him for nothing, building around Scotty gets harder. Like you know what I mean? So. I don't know. We need to move quickly because other teams are, you know, you're already seeing other teams build the chemistry, like Clippers, like you were saying, and like other teams are figuring it out while we're kind of still like in like a rebuilding phase, you know, like we're in the 12th seed right now. So it's like we need to start figuring stuff out before it becomes like much, much harder. And like there's teams in the East that are, becoming more developed <clears throat> over time but um yeah yeah the standings right now in the east boston's at number one with 22 and six uh milwaukee's at two with 22 and seven philly's at three with 20 and eight the orlando magic are at seven uh, are at fourth with 17 and 11 uh miami the miami heat are at five with 17 and 12 uh at six the new york Knicks, uh 16 and 12 the Cleveland Cavaliers are at seven with seventeen and thirteen. At eight is the Indiana Pacers with fourteen and fourteen. At nine is the Brooklyn Nets with fourteen and fifteen. Uh, <laughs> at ten, the Chicago Bulls are at thirteen and eighteen. At eleven, the Atlanta Hawks are at twelve and seventeen. The Toronto Raptors are, yeah, like you said, at twelve with eleven and eighteen. Uh, the Charlotte Hornets are at thirteen with seven and twenty. 14 is the Washington Wizards who we're facing next on Wednesday. Uh, they're at 5 and 23. Yes. At 15, the Detroit Pistons are at 2 and 27. The funny <laughs> Did you hear about the the Pistons like the Wingstop pass? There's been so much like speculations around them, but I'll, I'm going to say my piece and then I'll let you see what you're about to say. No, like the Wingstop has this promotion where if they win a game, a game you get like a specific amount of wings, right? But they've only won two games. So now they're like, yo, if they lose to like, you'll get wings. Like it's they like, the Detroit fans deserve a win. 
I was like, that was the most backhanded shit ever. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. I did not hear that. Yeah, that shit got crazy. Like, when your promoters are like, yeah, or your sponsors are like, okay, all right. Like, we 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 were hoping to get some, rid of some of these wings, at least. Like, you know what I mean? But it's good PR for them niggas. Yeah, recently there was a game, a Detroit Pistons game, and there was fans at the game, like, basically floor seats, not courtside, but, like, it's basically floor. Yeah. And they're wearing these, uh, basically, like, just these, like, paper bags over their heads, and as they cut, like, a mouth hole and two eye holes, and on the, on the trash bags, on those paper bags, it says, sell the team. Oh, jeez. Yeah, I was like, God damn. And, like, they were chanting, sell the team. During the game, I think during free throws and stuff like that, I was like, "This is, this is getting out of hand." And then, like, I also seen like some wild, some wild, crazy thing on like, um, a sports betting um, page, and they had these crazy odds where it's like, if you were to bet that Detroit Pistons doesn't win a game, moving forward from now to basically the rest of the season. Um, your cash out would be forty thousand dollars. I lucky want to bet that. <laughs> that is crazy. That is that insane. is actually crazy. I'm like, oh my! And I think someone actually like placed that bet just because, like, you know, that odds kind of risky because, like, you know, what are the chances of them losing how many straight games? for the rest for the remainder of the season until playoffs but like there's other teams that have better you know yeah players so we've seen teams like this like i remember the charlotte bobcats way back when um i don't think they cracked single uh double digits uh when it came to wins one season i knew the uh, the new jersey nets prior to being brooklyn they had a really bad season too i think they cracked double digits but i could be wrong like that we've seen teams this bad before but to see three teams with Detroit, Washington, and the Charlotte Hornets, like, this is kind of insane right now. Yeah, it's bad. And it's sad because, like, they all have, like, good players. Like, Charlotte Hornet has a mellow. Unfortunately, he's injured. But regardless, like, he's played a, a, a couple of games, you know? And then Washington, they have Jordan Poole. Like, considering his golden state run like he's actually a really good player and i don't know what's happening on washington and kyle kuzma they i guess they haven't figured things out yet not at all they they kind of they're moving a little shaky and then detroit pistons they have like an amazing player amazing forward of kate cunningham he's actually really good and they have bojan bogdanovich which is also like a solid, like, you know, role player. He's averaging almost, like, 17, like, 18 points a game. Like, he's a good player. But, like, it's it's actually sad to see that this is yeah. happening. It's really, really sad. I've I've always yeah. known this about Detroit, and I said this years ago. Detroit is where, like, the Pistons are where players go to, like, die. Like, and, like, and I don't mean, like, literally. I just mean their careers. Like, it just it doesn't. Yeah. You don't go there to, like, build a name. You go there to just pick up a paycheck. Like, it's, it's not. So that's so sad. <laughs> like it's 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 a rough franchise. If they're saying sell their team, like their owner needs to get just get the fuck out of there, I understand that completely. But um, 
I don't want to see the Troy Pistons move. Like, you know what I mean? If that's like, hopefully that's not what they're trying. Why would you? I, I feel so bad because Kate Cunningham's such a good player, and like, this is like the beginning of his career, and like, this is this is like where you're at right now. It's so sad to see. It really actually breaks my heart. He doesn't deserve that. Well, going forward, like, here we we've seen this with the the Houston Rockets last year. Sometimes it takes a couple, like a couple big changes or a couple big moves to. And they don't have to be, like, superstars. It could just be when it comes to leadership and, like, you know, getting a guy like Fred Van Vliet, um, Dylan Brooks, and we'll talk about that in a little bit. Um, that changed their franchise around. Not completely, but they're above 500. They're, like, 15 and 12. And I'll get to the West in a second. But, yeah, like, we've seen it with a, a couple franchises when they're, like, they're down in the dumps and the following season they're up. Like, uh, Minnesota right now is at number one in the West. I think they were in the eighth seed last year, and that was through yeah. the plane. So it's yeah. and oh, like things can turn around with a couple smart moves, but you just need the right uh, leadership and management, and possibly an owner who gives a fuck. Like you know what I mean? <laughs> like, it's gonna take a little bit. Yeah. Um, but the Western Conference um, at number one, like I said, was the Minnesota Timberwolves at twenty-two and six. Uh, two is the Denver Nuggets at tw- with uh, 21 and 10. Oklahoma City Thunder with 18 and 9. Uh, Sacramento Kings, gotta love it, 17 and 11. The Los Angeles Clippers, 17 and 12. The Dallas Mavericks at 6 with um, 17 and 12 as well. The New Orleans Pelicans, I will never get over that name. Um, at, <laughs> at 7 with 17 and 13. The Houston Rockets at 8. Uh, sorry, yeah. The Houston Rockets at eight were fifteen and twelve. The Los Angeles Lakers were sixteen and fourteen at nine. At ten, the Golden State Warriors with fifteen and fourteen. The Phoenix Suns at eleven were fourteen and fourteen. At twelve is the Utah Jazz with twelve and eighteen. Uh, Memphis Grizzlies are at thirteen with nine and nineteen, but they've won three in a row. Uh, at fourteen, Portland down. <laughs> They were at six or so, like a week ago. Um, at fourteen, the Portland Trailblazers at seventeen. Oh, sorry, at seven. Sorry, seven and twenty-one. And the San Antonio Spurs are surprisingly at fifteen with four and twenty-four. Um. So sorry, let me correct my statement from before. We have five teams down in the dumps this season so far. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, I'm a little surprised with the Spurs uh, and uh, Victor Wembanyama. Um, as great as he's looking, like you know, clearly there needs to be more done over there. They have a great coach, they have great leadership, they have a great player. Um, I'm surprised to see them at this place, but again, this is not like the NBA from before. Like hearing guys like Carmelo talking shit like that when they came to the league, bringing franchises that were at like at like 15 wins to like where they were at like after the season. But after the next season and shit like that, like the NBA has gotten way more talented. So like bringing yourself up to like that level will take a lot longer than just the season now. So it's tough. Like a lot of these young guys are going through like the dumps. Jalen Greenwood was one of those guys who had to go through. But sometimes it takes a little time in those places. Devin Booker has been through that to get to, you know, what I mean, like the higher plateau. So at least they're seeing the, the bottom early. So they don't have to see it later. Yeah, that's true. But, you know, speaking, uh, I, I mentioned Dylan Brooks earlier. This nigga got the get back of get backs like um, like a week. It was, it was insane. 
Like this nigga was having a shit game and comes back and bangs the ICS three against like the Memphis crowd. Oh. Like I just I like stories like that when like a kid a dude hits a game winner or just like a like a like a dagger so like a team can't come back and shit like that against a team that did them dirty. Like it's you know. You gotta give credit to Devin. Uh, not sorry, I almost said Devin Booker. Um, to Dylan Brooks for that shit. He gets a lot of flack. These niggas said we don't want him back under any circumstances, and still managed to do what he did. Um, with the Houston Rockets, uh, playing his role, getting them, you know, bringing them from like the 15th spot or the 14th spot all the way to the eighth, and they're not that far off from like the other teams. Like they could easily be like in fifth place or fourth place in like a week. It's actually. Yeah. It's an incredible story for them. And, like, a lot of credit to Aime Udoko, Fred Van Vliet, and obviously Dylan Brooks. Like, it's it's a good story over there in Houston right now. I know. That that game was definitely a statement game. And, like, he was I, – I, I seen that highlight when he banged that, like, late game three to, like, you know, like, solidify, like, their lead. Yeah. And you can just see it. Like, he was, like, screaming, yelling, like, you know, and – the crowd wasn't like his his return game for Memphis. The crowd wasn't even like pissed. Like you know, they they were showing love. Yeah, because he he brought a lot of excitement to that team. Like with the, he's doing what he did for the Memphis Grizzlies over there in Houston when it comes to at least culture and like you know team camaraderie and shit like that. Like people look at that shit as negative, but like the the younger gen and shit like that. That's how they move. Like that's how they show love with each other. Like you know what I mean. That's how they have fun and shit. And a lot of pundits and analysts were just like, you know, taking it the wrong way for whatever fucking reason. But I, I like he does what he's supposed to do. Like he's a defensive specialist. Like he bangs them when he needs to bang them clearly. Um, he's a great glue guy. And you're seeing like outside of just the, the removal of Ja for 25 fucking games, what missing a player like that does to your team. Not yeah, true. Marcus Smart, who took his position, yelling at his team like they ain't shit on the bench while he's in street clothes. Like, that's the culture going on without a with a guy like Dylan Brooks and shit like that over there. And shit. You know, it's just, it's not, I think John Moran coming back is definitely going to do them fucking wonders, but hopefully it's enough to at least get them in contention for the player or even like a sixth spot. I, luckily, it's early in the season. Um, they can build those games. They can they get a lot of those games back. We might see a lot of teams tumble and fall like we did last year in the West and shit like that because holding um, placements in the West is not easy. It's not. It really isn't. Minnesota gave themselves a bit of a cushion, though. They're like four games above uh, – or sorry, two pay, 2.5 games above uh, Denver, the Denver Nuggets right now, which is so – it's crazy to think. They matched up with each other last year, and they're in the, the one-two spot, so. That was a first round matchup. That's insane. It's gonna be interesting to see playoffs this year with like a lot of like trades that happen and like a lot of teams building like their chemistry now, finally figuring things out. There are still some injuries like on some teams, but it's gonna be interesting moving forward. Like even next year and even around like All Star break. I think it's going to be an interesting NBA season. Nonetheless, like, um, I, I kind of want to see what the West is saying. A lot of teams that people 
are kind of like keeping their eyes on. Like I know Golden State has is one of those teams right now, considering the whole entire Draymond Green um, being, <laughs> out, being out indefinitely. Yeah, what what are your feelings on that? I, I've discussed it like twice um, since we've been gone and shit like that because he has two incidents since you've left. Um, how do you feel? <laughs> how do you feel about Draymond's uh, uh, little saga in the last uh, month and some change? Like, I'm I'm not surprised. This is something that he's known for, <laughs> so I'm not surprised. And if he comes back to the NBA, it's obviously gonna happen again. And I was watching. A little bit of um, KG certified uh, podcast, and he was talking to Paul Pierce, saying like he really thinks someone needs to have like a one-on-one sit-down talk with him. And Paul Pierce is like, "Yo, you don't think that's happened? Like, there's obviously stuff that's happened behind the scenes." And Kevin Kevin Grant's like, "Nah, like you know, like I I, I don't think that's happened." And he's like, "Everything that nowadays in the NBA that's like behind." closed doors has come to the light like everything has come to the light so that we would have known about that by now no it's happened like joe dumars who's i like the i think he's the vice president of um or like the vice commissioner or whatever fuck like the guy right behind uh, adam silver um he and draymond apparently have a very close relationship um, to the point where they do talk and shit like that and a lot of people close to draymond throughout the years were a part of the decision to, to suspend him like I think these conversations have happened, and I can't imagine them like I, I like weirdly enough, I do agree with Paul Pierce. Like I can't like it's definitely happened. It's not even like a question in that. Like, how do you not address that? Yeah, you know what I mean. Like you know, you know, management's probably spoken to him about it. Like the coach, like you know, Steve Kerr's probably spoken to him about that. Maybe players haven't, but people higher up or like people that he respects have probably addressed the fact that he needs to chill the fuck out on the court. Yeah. But it's Draymond. It's Draymond's um, demeanor, not demeanor. It's it's how he goes about. Like the last time, I think it was like last season, not the last time. But he had like a quote saying something along the lines where "I'm gonna be me, uh, like I'm gonna be me" type shit, right? And that's <laughs> after like a situation. And it's like, bro, like what are you doing? <laughs> like it's it's the battery in his back that's been put there for years, and this shit is an energizer because it's not dying. Like you know what I mean? Like he's. And it took a situation like this, which isn't even his worst situation. Yeah. It just looked crazy because there was no buildup. Like, I, like, sometimes you can cut Draymond some flat. It was an answer, like something was already happening, and then he just had a bad reaction. This was insane. This nigga did a 360 spin to the face. Like, I, I've, I don't even understand how that happened. Like, I don't understand, like, what led up to that. Like, there was not a lot of, like, like um, you know when players are, like, fighting for position and shit like that? I've never yeah. seen a nigga do like like do a pirouette before like slapping a nigga or punching a nigga in the face. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's uh, just I've never seen that. And we've, yeah. we've seen clips of Ron Artest. We've seen clips with Dennis Rodman. We've seen clips of like a lot of players, and it's usually after something happens. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I'm just saying, I don't know. People like this nigga. 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 nigga uh, I'm stuttering now. This nigga needs some help. Like, this this nigga, like this nigga, just needs to like um uh, he needs to check himself. That's it. Like he knows what he's doing. He's not stupid. If he's going through some shit in his actual life, that's cool. But like everybody else does too. 
I'll you know, be damned if I'm like working a job and some other nigga starts whining on me and shit like that. And I'm just like, yo, fam, I don't give a fuck about this place. I don't give a fuck about you. I'm just here to make my money. A lot of these niggas are there to make their money to do their fucking job. It's it's not it's it, just because they're not in a fucking cubicle doesn't mean they're not working. You know what I mean? Like everybody's got their shit. Do your fucking job. That's it. To do it in, on live television is the funniest shit in the world to me. I'm like, yo, bro, everybody sees this. You can't hide this. <laughs> yo. This is insane. Oh, my God. Yeah, that's the keys at the practice facilities with Jordan Poole. We had footage of that. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yo, this guy. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know, bro. And that Jordan Poole shit really fucked him up because, like, it not only did it, like, uh, it change his placement on the team, his words, like, when it comes to leadership, um, <laughs> it, it also, like, it also affected another man's career on a contract year. Like, you know what I mean? He just got an extension. Um, I don't know if it was, like, immediately. No, it was a little bit after that. But, like, it was a contract year. Like, he was looking for an extension. He actually got it. But I feel like it was a loaded extension. It was just like, on oh, my bad. Like, sorry. Like, we should have controlled this guy from time type shit. Um, and on top of that, he, the other guy got punished. He got traded. Jordan Poole got traded. That's so sad. You know what I mean? So it's like, yo, it, not, nothing ha- Nothing that's been happening in the Golden State Warriors when it comes to Draymond has made any fucking sense. The Warriors have tried to make sense of it for years or at least to the public. Like, no, 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 like, He's one of our guys, this and that, yada, yada. And now look at players are just talking about like, yo, I don't I don't know what's wrong with that brother, this and that, yada, yada. Like the dude wasn't even mad when he yeah. got hit. It was just like, yo, this guy is crazy. <laughs> <laughs> like it was like, you know, and when that's the reaction, as the player that's being like, you know, looked at in this way, you gotta check yourself. You gotta be like, yo, I'm maybe I am wild. Like, you know what I mean? And it's just like and if you can if you can handle that, like if you could take that, then make the adjustments because like just because you address the fact that you're wilding doesn't mean you're gonna change your behavior. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so yeah. You you could definitely tell like in high school he got suspended a lot of times. Uh, I don't know. I feel like Draymond's one of those I got money now, I'm a tough guy, that's not Probably. hundred and ten percent, probably. And like I, even like his like last in-game situation, like I was reading the comments, and one guy made an actual big comment, and it's gone to the point where I agreed with it. And the guy's like, honestly, I think it just takes one player in the NBA to actually check him, and he'll never do this shit again. <laughs> like when I mean check him, like yo, know, like drape him up, throw him on the ground, like like oh. literally deal with him. And it has to be a player that's bigger than him, like a DeAndre Eaton type, like you know. I think it. I, I th- I would have been Steven Adams, man. Steven Adams would destroy him. Steven Adams would destroy him. He would like if you didn't, if you didn't kick that nigga in the nuts and it was anywhere else, I feel like we would have we would have been seen that. Yeah, and then it'll just take that one, and then Draymond will never behave like the way he's been behaving now. And like the closest it came to that was him and Isaiah Stewart on Detroit. And Isaiah Stewart, like, got into, like, a little, like, face-off between him. They're face-to-face. And Draymond Green wasn't, like, wilding. Like, he didn't have, like, crazy energy. He just, like, they were just face-to-face. And oh. Isaiah Stewart was really pissed. I don't know if you've seen that. It's an old clip. No, I've seen that. And I was just like, yo, where is this? You're not keeping the same energy. 
Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> it's like, bro, you have all the energy. In- you have all the energy in the world for these other guards and shit like that. There's, there's a big man. You know what I mean? Go, go, do, go do what you do, man. <laughs> all of a sudden, he's like, yeah, no, the suspension's not worth it right now. No, no, like, I, I, I need to be there for my team. So like, get the hell out of here. Like, you definitely, <laughs> pick, you definitely pick a truce. You know, and like, he draped him up, grabbed him, pulled him closer towards him too. Like, yo, please do something. Like, please just do something right now. And he didn't do anything. He was just like, just quiet, just like looking at him like in his face. And Isaiah Stewart's talking the most. <clears throat> but I, at this point, like as messed up as it sounds, like I think like, and he, it has to be done. Like someone like bigger than him just needs to come and just page him. And just like one right hook, knock him out, or just like literally just like literally beat him the fuck up and he'll never do that shit again. Yeah. I think that's... I don't, I don't know about never do that shit again, but... I think when I mean beat him, fuck up like literally Jordan pull his shit and like make him scared uh, as fuck. And, and then and then I don't think he's gonna be consistent with it. Like maybe once or twice a season. Like it's not when gonna happen. Jordan, I don't know. When you said Jordan pull his shit, that just makes I, I, now I really want to see that happen to this nigga, bro. Because yeah. <laughs> I think if it was like a big guy like DeAndre and you know, like like Isaiah Stewart and they just literally knocked his shit out, like I don't think he'd be acting big tough guy like that. He'd be like, "Fuck, like, all right, I, I have to take my L now," you know? Yeah. And it would be the better. It would be. It would be for the better of the NBA. Like, you know, that person would have to face the consequence. <laughs> that person face the consequence and get suspended. But like, everybody would salute that guy. A thousand. You know, so. No, a thousand percent. Yeah, then you know. So, you know, for NBA players, if if you're listening, there's a fix. All right, I mean that, that if you're a big guy, that nigga tries you, check him. But don't give him a chance to like you know do what he did with Isaiah. Check him for real. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, because this shit this shit can't be going on like more. Like this nigga's really literally ruining NBA games now. <laughs> no, no, honestly, like it just it takes away from the game because this nigga becomes a story. Like the media. Like, even us right now talking about it. Like, we don't even talk about basketball. We talk about this nigga's antics, right? And it takes away yeah. from, like, the actual game. Like, literally the actual game. So, it's mm-hmm. it's tough. It's rough. And it's not fair to other players and shit like that just trying to go out there and get a basket. Really. And even when it's happening in-game, too, like, it ruins the momentum of a game. Because now they have to call a timeout. The person bro. gets ejected. Like, you know, like, a bunch of shit happens. And it's like, bro, like... Yeah. And then the re- these on. refs are looking at looking at a video like they didn't just see this nigga snuff the shit out of him. That's like, like, <laughs> oh, like nigga, you were courtside face to face. You saw you split the shit up. Like that's what I'm saying. Like I just I don't I don't know. I don't know. The NBA is a funny place, but um, it it, it I, I, out of everything else, it should be a safe place for players and shit like that. We want to see them play their best games, not like scared to drive the lane in fear of not, like this ain't the eighties. You know what I mean? Like it's just it's we we've, we've grown past that and uh, for the game because like you know guys like Steph Curry may not have the numbers that they have if we were play if we had a bunch of Draymonds on other teams. You know what? I mean? Like it's They're that's the point. Injured, that's the point. injured like every other fucking season, if that's the case. That's what I'm saying. And, like, that's kind of the point for a lot of people who watch this shit. Because it's like, yo, if we had, like, if every team had a Draymond, there would be no Steph Curry's. There would be no Damian Lillard's. There would be no LeBron James. Like, none of these things would happen. Like, we'd be knocking them shits on the floor, and they would take the suspension for us every few games and shit like that. 
Holy smokes. Not only is it not fair, you have the best shooter on your team and you have a knockout artist in your fucking, like, uh, in your corner. Like, it's just, bro, what are we doing? I think it's not even like he's going after guys his size. He's going after niggas smaller than him or, like, guys he knows won't check him back. I swear to God, every time. I used to have that problem with KG. I remember, like, I got irritated when he started going at uh, Jose Calderon on the Raptors and shit like that or whatever. But it's just like, yo, nigga, check, your, check niggas your own side. Size, sorry. Like, it doesn't make any sense when you go after niggas smaller than you and shit like that. Like, even if you fuck up a nigga smaller than you, it don't look right. You look like a pussy for that. You know what I mean? So go after niggas your own size. That's it. And, like, like you know what I mean? I'm just, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Because Jordan Poole didn't deserve that shit. Um, Steven Adams, like, hopefully he can still have kids. LeBron James, like... You know what I mean? Like, I just, you know, there's a few guys in the NBA where he's went after their nuts, let alone just, like, you know, physical shots and shit like that. So, this, this guy, this guy is, he's a menace. <laughs> and I don't like him either, so it makes it that much better. Because it's like, I don't look, like, you know, like, there's, there's people that I don't like. Like, I don't hate them, but I just don't like them. And sometimes when people find out about me, they're like, oh, but this guy is this. He's like the best. Or he's this. He's, this, he's that. I'm just like, this is the one of those guys where I like nobody questions me on. It's like, oh, I get it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually so true. I swear to God. Yeah. It's actually very true. It's like, you know what? Yeah, yeah. You got this one. Yeah. I was like, no. like, And, and it helps me with my cases for other people, too. I'm like, I know what I'm saying. I right, motherfuckers. Like, don't. Don't play with me. I've been saying I've been saying what I've been saying for years, and a lot of that shit comes to light after the fact. So, like, you know what I mean? I'm just, I say, I'm just, I'm gonna keep, I'm gonna keep it, I'm gonna keep it how I keep it. Y'all niggas keep it how you keep it because it, it works out for me in the long run. That's all I'm saying. That's fine. But all right, um, <laughs> so Christmas is coming up tomorrow, which means NBA games. Uh, I'm gonna we're gonna go through the list real fast. I just want to get your picks. I'll save my picks right after you. Um, I'd like we'll do them together, I guess. And uh, yeah, we can get the fuck out of here after that. It's Christmas Eve, you know. What I mean, let these people spend some time with their families. And shit, you know? Um, so the Bucks versus New York is the first game at 12 p.m. Uh, they're gonna be in New York. Who do you think got that game? Um, I'm going with Bucks. Sam, I'm going. I'm going with the Bucks too. Um, all right, second game is the Warriors versus the Nuggets in Denver. Um, that's at two thirty p.m. Who you got? Whew. Right. Third game, still a second game, but I'm probably going with Denver. Denver, yeah, I got Denver too. Um, ooh, marquee game, the uh, classic game: Boston Celtics versus the Los Angeles Lakers in LA. Who you think got that? I'm gonna go Boston. I'm gonna go Boston. Yeah. I know everybody, everybody's gonna say it's like Lakers favorite, but I'm gonna go Boston. I'm going Boston. Um, unless the the NBA scriptwriters have anything to say about that, I, I swear to God, that's what I'm literally <laughs> about to say. <laughs> like as long as they don't got nothing to say about this shit, because they got their Christmas game. Um. Yeah, then this is the finals matchup that I see happening this year too. So yeah, that'll be interesting to watch. Yeah, I got the Boston Celtics as well. 
One second. I don't know what the fuck is going on. Um, all right. The the next game after that is the Miami Heat versus the uh, Philadelphia 76ers in Miami. That's going to be a really good game. I'm not even going to lie to you. Yeah, I like that matchup. Um, the last I checked, Jimmy Butler was not playing. This was like maybe a day ago or two days ago. Um, and for that game, they're gonna need him. It's not one of those teams where they can, you know, like, and that's a win. Right now, so it's day to day. So if Jimmy's playing, who do you like? You know, hypothetically speaking, or like hopefully, I'd probably, I'd probably say Miami. I'm not gonna lie. If he's playing, really, really. If he's not, if he's not playing, yeah, I, yeah. If he's not playing, then. I don't, I don't, I don't even know. I'm not gonna lie. They, they need him. They need him. Yeah, I would go Miami if, if he's playing. If not, then yeah, uh, uh, 76ers. Yeah, I'm gonna go with Philly either way. <laughs> I don't like. I don't want to go with Philly, but I just Philly has shown what the fuck they got this year. Um, yeah. I'll give them the benefit of the doubt. And the last game of the night, the game. Oh, this is the. I love. I love seeing these two go at it. But um, at 10.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, we have the Dallas Mavericks going against the Phoenix Suns. Luka Ooh. versus... Who you got? It's in Phoenix, Luka, by the way. Luka, Luka versus KD? Uh, Dev, it's, 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 yeah, obviously the best players going against each other, but I just love when Luka sees Dev, uh, Devin Booker, bro. Like the little tiff that they have throughout the years and shit like that. There's the one thing. It's interesting. Yeah, I, I love... I like that dynamic. Who you got? I'm going to Phoenix. No, 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 Yeah, I'm going to Phoenix. I'm going to go with Dallas. Even without Kyrie, they've been doing really well. They have been doing well, but like, I mean, if Kevin Durant and Booker are playing, I don't see them losing. To be honest. All right. All right. Well, those are our picks for the Christmas games. I uh, hope you guys have a. Merry Christmas or Happy Holidays, whatever you're celebrating. I hope you guys. Have... My bad, job, I cut you off. No, that's all good. I cut you off, actually. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, so I hope you guys have a Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays. I uh, hope you guys have a great Christmas Eve, or have been having a great Christmas Eve, and we'll see you guys next Monday, I believe. I don't know what day that is though. Um, but yeah, next Sunday. Ja, if you want to take it away, unless you have anything else to say. No, no. Yes, sir. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Jurassic Pod. We can wrap up. It's your boy, Ja. It's your boy, Ebby. Peace. Easy. <laughs>